0: This is the Very Finished Problems podcast with Joel Wilentz. Find us at facebook.com slash Problems. For links to some of the things we discuss on the show and to learn how you can get new episodes directly to your smartphone, please visit veryfinishedproblems.com. All right. Um... Uh, I'm, I'm recording right now, and Joel. Would you do one of your we, like le- we... legendary, like laughs? <laughs>, 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 <It's> awesome. <laughs> awesome! Awesome!
1: It's like, it's like camp Disney. <laughs>
0: <Hits>. yes, <laughs> and yeah, all right. And then uh, yes, there we go. Do you?
1: Okay, we're off,
0: are we? Yes, we, we can. We can start now. Okay, yeah. we're
1: off again. Here we are again. Podcast number.
0: Seven, I number guess. Number
1: seven. Whoa. Yes, indeed. So here we are again, podcast number seven. Uh, and this week, there's me, of course, Joel Willens, your host, uh, the writer of 101 Very Finished Problems, The Foreigner's Guide to Surviving in Finland. Still, as far as we're aware, the best selling. Non-fiction English. As far as we're aware <laughs> We're not keeping
0: ourselves very up-to-date, we're not are we? we keeping
1: ourselves very up-to-date with the But let's just work on the premise it is yeah, sorry, uh, right. And of course, once again, I'm joined by my co-host uh, Dormus, and I'm not going to say the name We're going to get our guest to say your name mm. Dormus Newberg
0: Dormus Newberg Dormus Newberg Perfect
1: And we're joined by we work th- Was it good? <laughs> yes We're joined by a very special guest this week uh, Yusa Lauhammer. Uh, which I've discovered means barming. L- let him barming correct
0: that. Is wrong,
1: is it? no, no, it's wrong, was
2: it? No, it's
0: perfect, just... Joel.
1: Okay, well, you can say how it was, probably. Yeah, it's Jursa Lauhama.
0: Yeah, I was pretty close. close. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, pretty it, it was just the echo in the, okay, the yeah. no, not-so-stellar studio. Okay, okay,
1: perfect. Yeah, so it'd be nice if you could give us a little uh, introduction about who you are, what you do, and... Uh, then we can discuss the problem this week.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm Yussa. I'm uh, originated from Rovaniemi, Lapland, and that's pretty much the reason why I'm here. And I'm working now with a with a sports app called Sports Tracker, and uh, yeah, living in Helsinki now and. Eager to hear what what sort of questions I'm absolutely about
1: to hear. well. The question we're gonna, the thing we're gonna tackle today. I mean, your lappish background and also your uh, your very impressive sporting uh, winter sports background is one of the key reasons you're here. And the problem we're gonna tackle this week uh, is one that's certainly close to my heart, and I is uh, yeah, when yeah, the sure. whole country. This is problem number one in Finland's best-selling non- non-fiction, English-language book. When the coal country is on ski break and you can't ski. Now, this is particularly geared towards me. Although, saying that I'm actually, I'm actually a little bit better than when I wrote this, so I can ski all right now? But uh, you, saw, on the other hand, is a professional skier or has had, has been in the past. And I understand you were saying you first started when you were you were four. So so how how when when the whole country goes on ski break, what do you do? You go on ski break?
2: Yeah. yeah well, uh, first of all, I have to say that I've I've seen some pictures of you with skis on, so <laughs> at, at least you look like a professional. Did you notice I wasn't
1: moving? Yeah, I, I saw but that. It, it's a still still picture, so it wasn't a video. Stationary <laughs> is is the key word. Yeah, yeah. but yeah,
2: being uh, originally born in uh in it pretty much means that you're born with. Your skis on. Uh-huh. So I don't know exactly when I learned to ski, but I think it was pretty much at the same time when I learned to walk. But <laughs> so, I started ski jumping when I was four years old. That so. is a crazy.
1: <laughs> I mean, that just blows my mind in so many different ways. I mean, first and foremost, the idea of, I mean, m- even skiing at four is like quite mind-blowing, but then you've taken it to a whole new level of winter pain. That,
0: re- that requires a whole lot of like understanding of applied physics and aerodynamics for a four-year-old. Like I mean, how, how do
2: you... are wh- just a crazy dad. <laughs>
1: (laughs) Well, uh, that that
0: too. So, 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 just to make sure everybody knows what sky jumping is that that is the big like ski jumping. Yes, sky Um, jumping. Sky jumping. yes. good Good morning, Joel. Yes, Uh, ski jumping. That's where you like you you come down from this like big like contraption where you just take a big big jump.
2: Yeah, you take some speed and you jump uh, as long as you can with your skis. Oh, that's pretty much it. But nowadays, the (laughs) longest (laughs) longest jumps that the uh, professional guys do it's like 250 meters or something like that wow. yeah so that's, that's pretty so long I mean, uh, those crazy, those yeah. big
0: contraptions you jump from they're they like a part of like the lofty skyline so so I Im- i'd imagine you start from like s- something smaller when you're like four
2: yeah it, it wasn't 250 meters the first jump i, uh, I think that's uh, mad <laughs> not that yeah i <laughs> no, he, he wasn't that mad but uh I think the jump was, it, it was a place called Sorku in Rovaniemi. It doesn't exist anymore, but there's still ski Too jumps in Rovaniemi. Children. Yeah, I <laughs> guess so. They built a road over the ski jumping hill, but the jump was, uh, the size was uh, six meters. Wow.
1: Mm. Yeah. Still quite impressive for a four-year-old. Yeah. So do you, rem- is that like one of those memories, one of those memories that seared into your brain? Like in the same way, I very clearly remember being, riding my bike without help. Yeah. ski uh, yeah, you very clear?
2: Yeah, uh, yeah I remember... Actually, pretty clearly, the, all the chumps that were there were different sizes. In Sorku, the smallest one was six meters. Next one was fifteen meters, and then was when one was like twenty-five meters.
1: Wow! And and were you a willing participant, or was your dad like, "Come on, I'm yeah, not going to make well, you a man"? Uh, no, well,
2: my skiing idol has always been my big brother, and he's four years older than me, and he started at the same time, so it was pretty oh, obvious well, for me him. just following him. Right. And going
1: there. <laughs> <laughs> So you were up for it? Then? Yeah, 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 yeah!
2: I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Uh, I did the ski jumping stuff. Uh, I, I stopped it when I was getting more interested into girls. but uh, in Isn't that like, a common thread <laughs> throughout the whole
1: world of young men <laughs> who are really enthusiastic about sports or hobbies? And at about fourteen, fifteen mm. girls appear, bang, it all goes tits up.
2: Yeah, that's true. That that happened. But then also some new disciplines appeared. I started to do um, telemark skiing, free skiing, and then... Uh, this new school skiing stuff, jumping, uh, uh, somersaults, and right. you're like the sort of James stuff. Bond. of the <laughs> Well, I, I have to say I was, but, no. <laughs> but I, still, I, I still do. I still do ski every every winter as much as I can.
1: But. So, but going back to the ski jumping, is this sort of fascinating? I've often wondered how ski jumpers begin, and now you're giving us a window into that. So, you did the first jump, and um, I mean, you could ski before then. Yeah, so you could. Did you land it? Yeah, yeah,
2: well, I don't remember exactly if I did land, but the chumps, you know. I would say that it didn't take take that it doesn't take that many jumps for a, for a four year old boy to right, learn okay. stuff so and it's, so
1: once uh, you've gone beyond the fear of like you know, face planting yeah. so then you just get so that you just cr- progress yeah. up to larger yeah, and you larger you have to get
2: used to face planting it's yeah. part of the
1: sport so <laughs> <laughs> that's what sort of puts me off you I do regular yeah. face planting i've got a bit yeah. of aversion to pain unnecessary pain but i suppose the thrill i mean i, I presume flying through the air is a massive
2: buzz, isn't it? Yeah, and I think uh, for a small kid, even the small few-meter jumps were huge. It felt so good, and you you saw the next uh, jump next to you, it's 15 meters, and I went to go there, and, and you can, it just grows. Yeah. grows and grows all the time so you know, the flying feeling that's something that I still remember even though it's like almost 20 years ago wow.
1: yeah. yeah I'm quite jealous though on the one hand I'm like yeah racked with fear at the idea but on the other hand i very I mean I've done like I've jumped out of a plane I've free fallen I've dived under mm-hmm. I've gone diving in the dark in shipwrecks I know yeah. I'm just saying Were you like, I out I
2: to, the plane or
1: I, know, well, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't want to do it but I did it so I mean I'm not saying I mean I, it makes me sound like I'm like yeah totally lightweight but I just uh, I don't know don some reasons for me the ski jump thing has always been something that just seems it just seems so vast and, and and snow is such an alien environment for me and even now when I've started skiing a bit more regularly and I don't like crash all the time when I go to I'm always amazed at little kids I mean they just I mean and my son is an example of that I mean bang he picks it up really quickly yeah. and he's off and I mean I've been humiliated by children the whole time I've been in Finland when it comes to like skiing yeah, and so. I think
2: it, uh, the time that I started skiing jumping it was the golden age of ski jumping oh, well, you're, you're because muddy, there was Martin yeah, and I, he I was here was like my okay, biggest idol right. life. What's ever the current
1: status of Finnish ski? Are they still good or? Well, no. It's
2: for the past few years it haven't been that good. But I'm I'm having still high hopes on the sport. like so right, okay. I mean, what, what sort of
1: skills do you need to? I mean, because it, it looks like you just go down there and then the wind just count. I mean, clearly you have to have. But what do you need to? What sort of physique and what is the sort yeah, of what well, attributes do you need to but,
2: be? Well, you you can't be. Uh, Big, right?
1: as okay, so like, <laughs> in terms of small, as in height or as yeah, in like, yeah, and you, weight. You or... have to be quite thinny.
2: thinny uh, but you have to be—I I don't know the right word—but somehow like dynamic. And right, okay. You have to be able to jump really, really high. And you actually, you have physically, to, have to like, yeah, like yeah, standing. Yeah, ju- yeah. Well, right, those okay, guys, so like, the best guys in the world, they're they're on the same level with the high jumpers. Oh, right, so, no yeah, way. Wow, sure, that's interesting. I know it for sure. And then, or flexibility, you have to right, be okay. able to flex your ankles really well. Okay. To get this ski's close. So so close far, to you. All,
1: all the attributes I don't have. <laughs> so we can sigh big. So I'm just good to know that I would not have been and ever been because sometimes I think. But they're a
2: right on ski jumper as well. So, oh, right, so.
1: <laughs> <laughs> But sometimes I think, what well, about all those possibilities that maybe I'm brilliant at, for example, some obscure sport that I've never tried. So I, and I often think, oh, if only if to tried that, maybe you would like a natural. But now I can safely assume that ski jumping isn't on that list. Happily, but well, so you carried on doing that until you till right. Yeah, 14, 15, as you mentioned. Right? Did you ever do that, like in competition, or was it? Yeah, I did. Oh, you did yeah, competitions. I
2: did competitions when I was younger. Yeah, it was part of the sport. Yes. Right. Okay. And there were like weekly competitions in um, Romania, and then wow. some national competitions yeah. and competitions around the country. Oh, look yeah, at you? Yeah.
1: And um, is, would it be like fair to say that lo- you had lots of friends who did it as well? Is it, like, yeah. it wasn't like un- it wasn't uncommon.
2: No, it wasn't. And lots of my friends, like today, most of my friends or many of my friends did. We meet. We met when we were ski
1: champions. Right. So. Okay. And how about? I mean, living in Romania, did you know anyone? I actually asked this question of Thomas on one of our first podcasts. <laughs> (laughs) Do you know anyone who can't ski? Well,
2: even you can ski, so <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 this is true,
1: <laughs> even me. But so, you don't know anyone in Rovany, mate? Eh? No, unless you eh, got, no, 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 names no, or no, like, right, okay, so it's
2: Tanya, just un- Tanya, normal. the one of the legendary Finnish female alpine skier, Tanya Bodian, was on the same class with me. Oh, right, so okay. it's like,
1: so everyone's, everyone's everybody's skiing, so right.
2: and we, so, we got even some world stars from
1: there. All oh, right, and wicked. Yeah. So, so when you went, you, tried, you said you went from ski jumping and then you went to the other sort of types of ski. how did what was the pr- progression why did that happen was it like ski jumping was very like and 90s somehow,
2: and somehow the natural progression from ski jumping was telemark skiing a telemark that, is
1: that where you go through
2: yeah, when you, you, no. No. no 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 it's the in ski jumping you do telemark landings so you land oh it's the thing where you do that sort feet, of like yeah, sort of gymnastic yeah, yeah, thing quite,
1: yeah, yeah, quite glamorous. so that's
2: that. kind of the next step was to start skiing as a telemark and so what, what is, it's like alpine skiing on on that standing like you land in the ski jumping
1: okay so you do alpine. So you don't even know oh, what right, so you go down the really yeah, fast yeah, yeah
2: you go just like normal alpine skiing but you have a different uh you you put your knees and you have a bit different uh, oh, so gear it's me- so it's a different? is it the speed yeah. thing not no, 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 it's Alpine skiing, but in a different... Uh, so the,
1: the
0: technique, what's the it? Technique,
2: it's actually the that technique. That technique is what the whole Alpine ski has developed from. and So it was so origin, mean, originally it, people went uh, hunting in, in the southern part of Norway. Uh-huh. Uh, uh-huh. And... Uh, is not Telemark a place. Came down place? the hills. Yeah, it is a place there. Yeah, and that, so that's the place where this yeah, time skiing was. Developed. And they came down the hills in the Telemark uh, position. Okay. And so then, so then, then some at some point they found out that okay, it's easier probably to come down the hills with your both feet next to each other, and not on the Telemark position.
1: All right. So, <laughs> so it's basically skiing in a different way. Yeah. It is. And in a more uh, difficult way. I've seen that. that. Yeah, you yeah. sort of bend your knee. Exactly. You, yeah. yeah I think right, like when I was in skiing in, yeah. ra- in Lapland, yeah. there's blokes doing yeah. And I was saying to ask, why are they doing, making things <laughs> even harder <laughs> yeah. for themselves? Yeah. So it's like, um, it's, like it's a challenge, It's like, like it.
0: steampunk
2: uh, yeah. ski jumping. Yeah, uh, it's got you have your heels, you, you say that it's free heel skiing because it's fantastic
1: So there's no rationale in terms of speed or grace or it's just merely to challenge yourself. Yeah, and
2: it was easier to get, like, to the backcountry. country, so, oh, right. you, so you, it's easy yeah. to... Yeah, you can <laughs> ski and then you can ski down also. Oh, right. But so, nowadays, okay. the random gear is so close to the telemark that you can... You, you, Pretty much do the same thing with the normal Alpine right, okay. stuff.
1: So that was like that was competitions as well, was it? There's like racing or what is it? Yeah, get, there was racing, the but we, did, we
2: started to do the jumping stuff with the telemark. Oh, you jumped racing. with Telemaster. Yeah, we all did right. some backflips and 360s. Oh, and right. All so this that's
1: part of that, is it? So that's an even. Evol- is that where those flips and tricks and that are most of the flips and tricks people? did they start off doing ski jumping then or? Not?
2: No, no, I think, uh, snowboarding. Yeah, I think most it's of a the whole guys, <laughs> it's I have no idea, I they, they like... started like, I think there's like, lots of guys who had backgrounds from gymnastics, no, right, no and way, right. different kinds of, wow. uh, all sorts of disciplines, and of course, the, uh, mogul skiing and the uh, bumps, yeah, the bumps and that stuff have been, had been going on already. So Uh-oh.
1: bad for the knees, surely. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's <laughs> bad for <laughs> I mean, your knees. I mean, yeah, <laughs> the guys <laughs> that I know have
2: had knee operations <laughs> from better, that discipline. Yeah. But yeah,
1: so it's a bit like there's loads of different gangs on this. It's like the jets and the sharks. Yeah, Side so story. It is, Does it ever kick yeah. off? I mean, is it yeah, ever, at some point. Do you ever start battling for like space yeah. on the slopes and stuff? Does that ever happen? Well, there has
2: been some like must snowboarders be snowboarders against ski years but it doesn't exist anymore. No. So, no, it's <laughs> so. a great YouTube video. And I think the big big uh, step uh, to to do the freestyle or free skiing was that at some point some guy decided that okay we can turn the tips uh, tails of the skis also uh-huh. up so you can go backwards
1: oh right so that's so what changed, and i
2: think it, it was Salomon who did the first skis oh, right, and, no way. Yeah, and then i saw those and i decided okay i need to do that also so then i skipped the telemark and went uh-huh. to their free skiing and doing the jumps and stuff
1: right because so the actual ability to ski backwards was a massive deal yeah it, it was tricks, it was yes
2: tricks. yes and it, it it actually created a whole new sport and that's a finnish invention is it it's not Finnish. It's uh, uh, invented or by Salomon. Salomon. So a it's not French. Fin- oh, French. We <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, naturally see <laughs> that
0: Salomon. It is. might be. All, they might be owned by a Finnish corporation. Yeah, they're year. all Amara Sports. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: It's
1: all Finnish-related. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're Finnish now. Yeah, they are. Okay, so that's interesting. I didn't realise that. So there's a whole evolution of the actual scheme equipment. Because I mean, I seem to remember. again Of course, my my perception of skiing is utterly different to yours <laughs> in that the first time i ever went nobody really goes skiing in the uk uh certainly when i was a kid unless you were very bourgeois middle class and i went when i was like about 17 on a, on a college trip to the highlands of scotland and i had a mate of mine who said don't bother with lessons i'll teach you and he taught me for about 15 minutes and he bugged off to the black slope so i fell over a few times and i'm like oh, screw this and i just went to the bar <laughs> and um yeah, that was really my first experience. I didn't really like it because I was crap and I, and I, and I felt it. But there was none of this. It was all very much, you know, this was like, would have been, what, the like early 90s or whatever. Yeah. And it was all very much like just downhill skiing. There was no flips or tricks or none of this backward yeah. thing. So, and then I came to Finland and then I saw all these flips and tricks and I actually thought it was a Finnish thing. I didn't realise it was like an evolution of like sporting equipment yeah. that made it possible. Yeah. So, so when, you, when you went from uh, this uh, telemarketing to the flips and tricks, Uh, Did you... um, And they so were you then you were doing that professionally as
2: well weren't you well not professional but like half
1: professional you got sponsors yeah you? I got
2: I did, did get the gear from yeah. that sub- and you went to competitions I did go to competitions and did some like photo shoots maybe to some magazines uh-huh. and we had our our own website with videos all, right, cool. <laughs> all these kind of things
0: okay so time wise what did what, what did you combine this with in terms of making a living or studying and or that sort of thing I
2: spent all my free time in the slopes okay, okay. Like, so, okay. wow. all so time old. that I had <laughs>
1: yeah. and how long did this period of your life last where you basically lived in the mountains mm, uh,
2: I'd say after I started to do that when I was 15 I did it for 10 years or something like wow. that but That's then good. came the physics and I broke my knees and right, the, okay. the so, study, the, right, and so stuff, things yeah. caught up with you yeah <laughs> Yeah, and then after that period, okay, the whole sports have e- evolved a lot. Right. So the guys that did, if you if you go for example uh, to YouTube and check what the guys do do these days, it's really amazing. They yeah, do, They like, do some triple flips and yeah, yeah, tons yeah, yeah, of yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's
1: crazy to watch. <laughs> yeah. So when you broke your knee, oh, it harp back to that that particular yeah. was that what happened? Well, I did, I, I did a
2: backflip. Um, oh, you are asking for <laughs> <children> backflip. <laughs> I backflip. It, it was a backflip 180 uh-huh. uh, in a backcountry, and the other ski took off when I jumped. Uh-huh. So I landed with the one ski uh-huh. into a soft mm. snow, and uh-huh. the ski went... Directly to the snow, and I continued to go, oh, and my shit, me oh. followed me. <laughs> so, <laughs> so all wow. sort
1: of, um, okay, that's annoying. Um, yeah, we've it. And that was the end, basically the end of your. Well, it wasn't the end, but, but it kind of stopped
2: it. Yeah, it's like yeah, exactly. Yeah. So,
1: I mean, your life now, from what I understand, I, mean, I know you you spend a lot of time on the outdoors, but you moved to Helsinki. And how, do you miss that? I mean, how does it how does it feel living your life now in comparison? When well, you spent ten years in the great outdoors, constantly skiing. Well,
2: you... yeah, I had a period of time that I I was suffering. Did you get so depressed. It's Helsinki winters, but oh. luckily we did have some nice winters with yeah. lots of snow here, and we actually did some backcountry skiing trips to Nuuksio and Luukia yeah, and all right, these okay. places here. But I found a discipline that I can rely to. It's mountain biking so <laughs> it's mm. a new, new sport then but I do miss and I do go skiing every winter yeah, yeah. I, I go here to the local small ski centres but also to uh, Lapland at least once a year a longer trip and then some weekends and yeah it's...
1: okay so would it be fair to say that whenever you have the opportunity yeah. you go to the
2: yeah. great outdoors yes yes for sure that's Exactly what I do.
1: So that's for me because I, I mean we've we've discussed this actually in previous podcasts. My I mean I'm from the countryside. Thomas is all, you're also from.
0: I'm I'm from a Helsinki suburb. From yeah. a
1: Helsinki suburb, so <laughs> we're not really representative of uh, of like Finnish. Well, clearly I'm not of Finnish manhood. But uh, <laughs> and, and again, and I want
0: to point out that your countryside where you're from, it's more like a small town.
1: Yeah, well, I'm from a, yeah. I mean, Mike, I'm from the countryside, but the countryside where I where I'm from is like a well kept garden, I and mean, it's like yeah. you know, I'm from farming, and there is no way there's not. We don't really have the option to go. You know, there's probably two places in the whole country where you could get lost and. Yeah, die. You're, you're from an island, <laughs> <from an laughs> so yeah. Yeah, and uh, I mean, so it's all very, very civilized. But would you say then that you're, you're an extreme version of uh, because you know I know that people like I know Finnish people like to hang out in the forest, but I wouldn't. Would it? Would it be <laughs> not all of you <laughs> sweeping generalisation about five million people, but I think it's a fair comment. I think it's uh, a fair comment. Forest. This on. has caused some controversy actually in book reviews <laughs> about me calling Finnish people forest people, and that is not meant to be derogatory. That's a compliment. Mm, that you're one with nature.
0: But that's that's like a myth because people live on the like fields where you grow stuff. I know.
1: Oh yeah, you live in the forest, man. I mean, every summer cottage I've been to has been in the midst of a wilderness. <laughs> yes. It's been in a place where if you wander off and you don't know where you're but going, Joe, uh, you'll yeah. never be found. S- summer
0: cottages are they, are these cartoons of country living? Yeah? I don't know. What to you, they might be. To, to everyone else
1: this. on the planet, they are right in the depths of the wilderness. Like, right. I, I, I yes, can assure that, you. That's yeah, just that, that is correct. Yeah. 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 So, would it be fair to say that you think that you're? I mean, I mean, is it, is it common for your peers in Rovaniemi to all go and hang out in the? I mean, you went canoeing and didn't you? I mean, you went canoeing in Norway, didn't you? Yeah, I did in summer. So, I mean it's like you basically go to places where, if you lose your phone connection and a compass, you're fucked, aren't you? That's game over, I would imagine. Well, Isn't if you
2: what? don't know what to do then, but yes, yeah,
1: yeah. Well, I like to do what do we know what to do
2: then? <laughs> like, eat, eat, eat your companions, you,
0: or, you, <laughs> bring <laughs> a handheld <laughs> GPS, yeah. If
2: you have fishing gear and your tents and stuff, oh, right, you can yeah. survive, but yeah, yeah. yeah, but yeah, I like to go the, into those kind of places. But lots of my friends do it also, okay. So, so
1: what is it because to me, that's so like alien as a way of me enjoying myself, which yeah. I, I actually quite jealous that you get pleasure out of that because, I mean, I would love to but I don't know. Maybe I would get pleasure. Maybe I mean I have gone hiking through like South America in like in Argentina in like sort of really beautiful landscape, and I've got a buzz out of that. But I'm always sort of dragged there. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I'm always yeah. there under protest. Mm. But
0: yeah. my experience of going sailing is that it's the going away sailing? part that's hard and packing and, and, and look, looking forward unquote to to being out in the middle of nowhere. Once you're there, you sort of enjoy it. Yeah, but it's yeah, sort of yeah. stressful yeah. to to handle the logistics.
2: Yeah, it is. And actually, the trip that I did this summer, I started. I went with with my car from Helsinki to northern Norway, and I For drove how? like 3,000 3, oh. kilometers <laughs> <laughs> just to spend five days in the well, wilderness. That's
1: crazy. If, yeah. that gets, there's another problem in the book, actually. Something like when you drive 14 hours and all you see is forest. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, that pretty much something... Yeah, new.
2: well, I didn't see anything but forest. You anything but, yeah. right. So <laughs> yeah. you,
1: drove, you drove from Helsinki to... how did you To move? Norway, yeah. How long did that take? Uh, well... 15 hours right, okay. one way something that's like that that's a form that. of man <laughs> yeah it is <laughs>
2: like but it's, it's, um, so it's some sort of a ritual we have to do the trip at least one fishing trip or similar trip as, as we did this summer every summer and in the par- the whole process is that you start planning it in right, okay, so the whole... January and just build up the expectation. Uh, so you get and
1: increasingly like a, excited as the yeah. Page, yeah it? is it yeah, the same yeah. you have the same posse of friends who go then is it the yeah, same yeah like, pretty much the same posse yeah yeah and uh so you go there you arrive in Norway you dump the car then what happens
2: yeah, like this summer, we just dumped a car, took all the gear, walked fifteen kilometers, found a river, and put our small back rafts to the river and started paddling wow. and paddled <laughs> for five days. And, but we had the other another car on the other end of the river, so, oh, wait, so someone
1: there. else? So you you paddled to another car?
2: Yeah, right. Okay. And then we picked up the car from the. Oh. Starting so point. I mean,
1: what, what? I mean, when you're there, do you get a sort of sense of like relaxation and zen? I mean, how does it make you feel being? In, I mean, did you see any other people? Actually, we did. We saw loads of other things. You know, yeah, actually, there were more
2: more people than we were expecting were to on see. the river. Yeah, but they seem to have gone there with a uh, uh, helicopter or oh, right. <laughs> <No, laughs> <laughs> chopper option. was flying all the time no, around. No. <laughs>
1: and, yeah. so is that quite common for people to go there by helicopter and go fishing or yeah what's it is it. It's
0: pretty common yes but, uh, Norwegian oil money or something <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, they were they were or Russian, Russian. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah.
2: own helicopters yeah but we saw more people there than we were expecting but not that much of course right okay and it's, like, so I it's was, really I don't know It's I've been doing my whole life yeah, that yeah. sort of thing so it's part of me yeah that's yeah yeah like to do and i wait that i get get to go somewhere really far away from 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 the daily
1: yeah yeah, (laughs) what what is the is it really amazingly beautiful scene yes what is it mountains and yeah like this summer
2: it's mountains and rivers and like uh, white water and right, all okay. kinds of yeah I, yeah, like, yeah, I just like to be in the nature I like it's a it's similar feeling when I go to Keskuspuisto here in Helsinki right, the Central okay.
0: Park so it's yeah yeah plus the sun doesn't go down until late July I guess yeah that's true ah. that's true
1: wow in some ways I mean, yeah, I mean we I, have to
0: go together I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll take care of the mate, tents and stuff and I'll, I'll, tell I'll tell cook you, like,
1: the
2: food for I'll you t- <laughs> <laughs> you can just enjoy it the be best part. I such parts. a burden <laughs> upon your <laughs> expedition I can assure you
1: I've done stuff like I've been like I've been. I mean, it make me sound like I'm some like city. I mean, I've done. I've done like Inca Trail. I've done trekking. I've done all this stuff. I've been on safari in like uh, in Africa, but I did have people carrying my shit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I can, can, I can, can do that. Yeah. Yeah. So i I'm a that. be a retro, old school <laughs> colonialist like that. But I, I don't know. I mean, i would nice. be a burden. I wouldn't go on something like that just because I know that I'll be like paying the. You arse can, can arse. take.
0: Spo- you can take shorter trips. You know. I can take just. You can it, just it, go, go to New and, and yeah, uh, but i I do
1: like walking around. I do like it. I mean, I do get into it. But it's a good point that you say about how basically. Basically, uh, it's the prep. I think i oh, fuck it I can't be bothered. And then when I get out there, in mm-hmm. fact, that's the story of my life for everything. I mean, yeah. I can't really be bothered. But then when I get there, I actually really enjoy it because yeah. it
0: changes like your your entire like daily like rhythm like, or your way of looking at life changes instantly when you step out in the forest. Well, I because you- I mean, you don't get the like silly notification sounds from Slack you don't like get the these days. And the <laughs> <laughs> that, that nowadays give me like a uh, like a stress reaction instantly. So. He's <laughs> like
1: Pavlov's dog. <laughs> it's uh-huh. I, love, I love Slack. I know. That if I just ping ping. I know that it's somewhere across Helsinki. If I send a Slack message to Thomas, I million like, There's a, minute, oh. <laughs> <laughs> there, a like guy a
0: jumping liter? around in some like forest. There. That sounds <laughs> more like some sort of like what's the experiments called when they, you know oh,
1: in the sixties where they gave electric shocks. To yeah, you. <laughs> <laughs> a more civilized modern module. version <laughs> of that. Yeah. But that's true. I mean, you mentioned that when you go sailing. I mean, you always sort of moan about it to an extent. But then when you when you when you're out in the sea, I mean, you always sort of I always get the impression you're quite chilled out and relaxed. Yeah. And
0: yeah. And, well I uh, well, I'm I'm more or less a passenger because I'm not a great like I'm not good at sailing myself, but I, I no, enjoy perfect. the yeah, So, yeah. so someone
2: amazing. else is taking but, but I, can, I, I, can, a, a I mean
0: just a general warning, like public service announcement, if you're considering getting a boat, you probably shouldn't and if you do get one, you should probably share it with a like friend Somebody or something. Because I mean specifically boats like the, the upkeep is is like terrible and it's also you know a bit expensive I mean for the amount of time you use it during yeah, summer yeah, and all yeah. that so. well I mean this is the
1: thing about I mean if, if it was to do with the wilderness I'm attracted to the sea maybe it's the island nation thing I don't know I mean it's interesting when I was in Hungary in, in the summertime I got really freaked out when I realised on a very conceptual level but I got really freaked out when I realised I was in a landlocked country I was like how fucking weird you can't go anywhere <laughs> without going for another country to get to the sea so I never really crossed my mind beforehand but living by the sea I like the idea to me I would rather go and hang out in a, on a boat and go sailing than I would going to a forest to me the Finnish forest is quite dark and foreboding it's like I mean it's beautiful but beautiful in a bit of a sinister way do you know what I mean like, like in the UK we have woods but we have in the woods I mean look, we think Winnie the Pooh you uh-huh. know Winnie the Pooh is set <laughs> yeah. in English woodland yeah. and it's like it's different types of trees the sun comes through it's a lot more like you'd hang out and I grew up in the countryside playing in the woods yeah well it I feel, feel like, a
2: similar way similar way to your forest or woods are oh, you feel you
1: feel
2: intimidated by my well, great oak tree? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to go to the where we need the Puh is living.
1: At. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's bundle fun, but it's all the Finnish
2: when you go there a couple of times and spend some nights there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have, It's been like really well taken care of. You have fireplaces here and there, and really nice lakes everywhere, yeah, and yeah, yeah, trails yeah. that you can walk, and everything's marked on the map, so it's really easy to go around. And yeah. it's just about. You
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah It's definitely me <laughs> It's definitely me it A full role in the Phoenix Forest But that actually brings us Quite nicely onto your, the, the what, what you do as a profession In terms of like Having having places marked out And tracks and stuff And the idea that Basically you're merging Your your love of the outdoors And sports With technology right, That's I, true So that's I mean I might be interested To hear more about how you, how you see that going Like I mean Your your role is Do you want to talk about Your sports track? Yeah, sure yeah. True. I mean the idea that like You know When you were a kid if you got lost in the forest, then you know there's a possibility you could, yeah. you could be dying. Or yeah. but now, with like you know the, the various apps that are there, and yeah, I mean that's whole ch- has that changed the sport? Yeah, you know? it has changed. It's it's so easy. You can like download
2: or create your own routes beforehand, and you have your electric map with you all the time that shows that you should go this way. And like now, we can within Sports Tracker, I can uh, upload the maps, to Sunto. to
1: the uh-huh. watch, so the watch shows me. Uh, so you'll never get lost ever yeah. again. Does that take away some of the magic? Yeah. Does that make it, or does it make it... I always, more? like for the longer
2: trips, I do take normal compasses and right, paper KG's maps, KG's maps, paper right. maps <laughs> with me. so it's <laughs> so uh, school, yeah. Uh, and I, I'd say that you should know how to read a map. Right, so don't rely compass. on your electronics. Well, mm. not, not like 100%. Yeah. It's a backup. And you never know what happens, so... Especially when you stay like for a week away. So it's good to have basic skills to yeah, yeah. yeah. To, uh, but I like more? it's really nice to work now with sports tracker and to be like it combines everything that I've done in the past. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. So a the dream dream yeah, yeah it is. Yeah. It's, it's like the whole sports uh big sports brands close to me and combined to a one app.
1: So how do you think um, it's sort of transformed the sports then? I mean, is it the fact that people are, is it, has it made it more democratic in the sense that everyone's aware of what everyone's doing, or has it changed? I mean, is, there, is it has it influenced sport in the same way the backwards skiing? Do you know what I mean? Has it changed how people do the
2: sport? Well, I think that technology, apps, and uh, like different kind of uh, fitness trackers and these kind of things has done that—that that people, normal people, have be, become aware that they do they should do things. Yeah, and yeah, they, yeah, can, yeah. they can easily track what they do and see how they progress. I think that has changed a lot. So we can see different kind of fitness trackers uh, daily in people's hands and that so, has changed. So probably. in the
1: past would it be more the case that when you were doing your sort of semi pro stuff, then the only people who could be tracking what they're doing are the people who are on the slopes, basically. Or to an extent, yeah, and
2: I think we, we didn't track anything. And we just, uh, the, uh, I think we were one of the first ones to create a website to right, show okay. videos, yeah, and yeah, it yeah, was yeah, the time yeah. before YouTube yeah, and uh, yeah, yeah. all that stuff. So it's it has changed a lot, and I think it has changed also, for example, the, the GPS. Uh, uh, and for in sports record, we have to finish maps. Right. You okay. can use, and, and anyone can go to your local forest, like person like you, who are even me, is a bit t- intimidated to go there. But you can see <laughs> that yeah, you have an app that shows you where you're going. I well, so
0: oh, yes, 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 have yeah. a bit of a specific, like, product yeah. question. Uh, so, wh- how, 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 <laughs> how do you, you see like, the, 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 um, the product lineup of, of Suunto and Sport Shaker in the age of like general purpose wearables, like for example the Apple Watch? Yeah. Oh, obviously, it's a thing where you have one day of battery life and. Yeah. Uh, what's that compared to the Sunto watch, for example?
2: Well, I think uh, from my point of view, for example, last winter we were skiing in, in, in Lapland again and having a reliable uh, watch in my hand that I can count that it lasts for the whole day and I don't have to care about that, that it it will turn off at some point. So that's the biggest advantage. And of course, it's purpose-built. So it's built for those kind of things. So I think if you buy some wearable, you have to buy it into your needs. So not just some generic one that that is nice looking, but if you're trying to do something specific with it, I think then you should really do some
0: research and buy the one that suits those those. Uh, Purpose is the best. Yeah, yeah. And, and the Suunto watch. Can you that, that scene? Well, what can you tell us about it? It's a rugged build, and uh, it has a better life of more than a day. Or what's
2: uh... Yeah, it, uh, well, if you use it for with the GPS on, it's you can use it the whole day okay. with the GPS tracking on. And right. if, if you have it, it with like in normal usage, it's more many weeks that you don't have to. I see, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, okay, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah.
1: contrast, I mean, yeah. I would never rely on an Apple product to go skiing or anywhere else, <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, my phone dies when it's zero degrees. So, well, I mean, yeah. these things, I mean, as much so, you know, I have my designed iPhone. Designed by but, Apple in California. Yeah, in I mean, California, the coldest it gets is 15 degrees. These things are utterly useless yeah. in Finland, yeah. aren't they? I mean, that's yeah, one yeah. of the great things about Nokia. When I, when it was still the heyday, you could guarantee you knock your Nokia phone, minus 20, it's still yeah. going strong. But these things, they're designed by dandies in, in floral <laughs> Hawaiian, Hawaiian sh- uh, shorts and yeah. flip-flops so they yeah. got no yeah, they're much useless much. in Finland yeah. unless you keep them wrapped in like woolen jumpery thing. things do you know what I mean and yeah. for the record
0: I still recommend iOS devices because unlike most other things they get security updates for yeah, five yeah, years yeah, yes yeah. so, 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 no good so yeah. Yeah. To don't buy Nokia don't phones don't everyone yeah, yeah. suggest,
1: well there aren't any are other oh, they are now actually yes they are they're yeah. making a comeback I think you should buy Nokia phones if you want to buy Nokia phones mm. if you live in but I haven't got one if you so I purpose, had one but they're
2: if it feels your purpose absolutely
1: and I mean thing is living in Finland you know it's perfectly all right. iPhones are perfectly all right for about three months of the year. I mean I have an iPhone, but like <laughs> in terms of the actual you know, it pisses me off when the battery dies yes, when I go it's, out leave yeah. yeah. the building. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And the world yeah.
0: has <laughs> and the the world has hilariously solved that problem by starting to sell like uh, like these small battery
1: packs you carry. <laughs> yeah, out exactly. exactly. I know I take a rucksack yeah. full of batteries yeah, because yeah. my phone won't last more than fifteen minutes when it's zero degrees. Yeah. So yeah, I mean that's a, but that's a great point about the uh, you know the the fact that if you're wearing wearables for a specific purpose, yeah. then they need to function. In that yeah, purpose.
2: yeah, exactly. And like in, in, from my, from my point of view, Suunto watches have all the features that I need. For example, for my randomness skiing yeah, yeah, trip yeah, 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 or yeah. my uh, fishing trip or hiking trip or whatever, they, all, all the features have been built exactly for that one thing. So that's, that's
0: yeah, yeah. for me, it's still the go-to. But it doesn't give you those nice coloured rings, does it?
1: <laughs> you can't get it in pink. Or maybe you can, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, there's lots of colours now. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Cool. Oh, right. yeah. yeah, that was my compulsory takey question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: No, That's a good, what I a, a, a good point. So I think we've, we've covered quite a lot, haven't we? Um, yeah. I think we have. I think uh, it might be nice. we like to. I've started to wrap up the podcast now with a question that is related to the. Actually,
0: I I want to start oh, this something. thing of, of like uh, recommending something.
1: Oh right, okay. Let's go crazy. Do you want to recommend, recommend something? You want to recommend something? Anything related uh, to the, the topic or just something? Totally any, any,
0: anything really.
1: Well that's me. I can can recommend
2: anyone listening to going just to the next forest or woods and go explore a little bit. And if you haven't been skiing before go you go to ski, uh, hire a coach.
1: This is actually (laughs) what changed my whole skiing life. I had a coach this year, twice. Hmm. And now I've booked a holiday to Austria at Christmas skiing. Exactly. She can't believe it. It's like a dream come true for her. I've actually agreed to go on a paid-for skiing trip. So, yeah, if I can learn to ski, then literally anyone can.
2: Yeah, and I can guarantee that you can learn even to ski jump. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, you, have the YouTube, there, you have the YouTube channel now, so <laughs> <laughs> Road, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's the next yeah. level.
0: We'll be I doing what, that. Well, video. Probably,
1: probably massive. I actually mentioned YouTube. We have a YouTube channel now. Yeah, exactly. That's probably we have a YouTube channel. Uh, like we have a YouTube channel now, everyone. Uh, uh, face
0: face, face like. plant like intense like activities are probably harder to put in a corporate insurance. <laughs> just for your information,
1: yeah, but I probably get millions of views. So who needs insurance? Yeah, well, but yeah, that's a good. That's a, that's a good point actually. Regarding, uh, yeah learning to coaching but okay. I still I still I mean that'd be a great that'd be a great series funny actually.
2: ski jumping videos
1: it's funny ski, jump, ski jumping <laughs> fail.
0: That's, that's a very like that's a very tangible thing you can like look up on YouTube so Joe what's your recommendation
1: What in, for what in something
0: you, cool You like a cool, cool app podcast book anything
1: um oh no well you're gonna have to you, you can think of yours because I'm I'm still pondering you put me on the spot there well I,
0: I, want, I want to recommend a specific podcast it's a it's a it's a fictional uh, dramatized audio thing called homecoming uh-huh. it's a it's a like a sci-fi dystopia which actually the TV rights for that just got sold to the guy who made Mr. Robot. So I, I promise you it's uh, it's Fantastic. really good. So a
1: bloke who's got a podcast that's a fictionalized... N-
0: no, no, it's 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 a big team with the big name actors and stuff. All so oh right, so it's a, it's a podcast Check a fictionalized
1: it out. story thing. Yes. Okay, and I'm trying to think what I have to recommend. I literally can't think of a single thing. So I mean, you, you have your
0: book you can recommend. Oh yeah,
1: I recommend my book. <laughs> <In> <laughs>
0: brought, case to you, brought to you thing. by Carl's <laughs> Jr., <junior>. yes.
1: <laughs> in case you don't remember what it's called, 101 Very Fish Problems, A Foreigner's Guide to Surviving in Finland all right by second print run it's highly sec- recommended thank you very much it says nobody who's read it but uh, yeah second print run so it's well worth a look um and also i'd like to have a question that i'd like to ask before we before we end is um uh and on this occasion it will be downhill skiing or cross-country skiing thomas well you gotta do one you can't you can't joke i can't i'm which one you go for? Downhill, or cross country. Well, I'm I'm hired for my like
0: analytical skills, so I'm I'm afraid you're going to have to take some explanation. Obviously, I'm I'm a risk averse person. I, I don't <laughs> like high speeds, so I'm, I'm going to go with cross country. Cross country
1: for you. Yeah. It's,
0: you downhill. Said, it's downhill. Yeah,
1: it's downhill all the way. Downhill. And for me, I think it absolutely is downhill. And I tell what, I don't think I would have said that a year ago. I mean, because I think cross country got less less chance of pain. I really i mean, it's crazy I'm even saying this and like if anyone who you know, my, my parents won't believe my mom listen to this mum basically yeah I actually really like downhill skiing when you don't fall over it's cool Again, it's and you have to
0: realise like people haven't listened to the first episode this was this like massive ego thing for Joel yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nobody in the south does anyway because there's no way to do it. Yeah. All right people should we wrap up?
1: Yeah absolutely so thank you very much for joining Thanks us it's a lot been a for brilliant insight into the uh, into the world of of like ski stuff and snow stuff and lapland and outdoors Yep. and uh, yeah I hope everyone's joined it and um, we'll be back probably I don't know at, when. at some point at some managing point expectations <laughs> <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Right. thank you Thanks. and goodbye bye bye. bye bye
0: this was the seventh episode of the Very Finnish Problems podcast please send any feedback to veryfinishproblems at inktank.fi This program is published by InkTank Media and produced by me, Thomas Nybery. InkTank Media is a digital marketing and communications agency which specializes in copywriting, storytelling, and social media. Find out more on our website, inktankmedia.fi. Thanks again for listening.